Hallelujah. And Jacob said, The Lord is in this place, and I didn't know it. The Lord is in this place, and I didn't know it. The Lord is in this place, and I didn't know it. But we know. We know that the Lord is here. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. And we know that he's here because of us. Yes. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. If you are the one the Lord has come for, give the Lord a big shout of hallelujah. If you know that you know that the Lord is with you and here for you, give the Lord a shout of was near him, was available, and he wasn't yes, aware. Every supply was with him, Every but he wasn't supply. aware. Every supply. Everything he needed was just within uh, you know, the reach of his hands, yes. and he didn't know. And that's how many of us have gone about. So ignorant of God's presence with us. So ignorant of the things he has provided for our peace. Jesus entered into Jerusalem and the Bible said he wept over Jerusalem. Why? He said, you did not know the hour of your visitation. Mm. Jerusalem cried and prayed and waited and wept and groaned for the coming of the Messiah. When, oh God, when? When, oh God, when? Send your Messiah. Send us rescue. Send salvation. And salvation came and they didn't even recognize him. That will not be your story. Amen. In this month of unusual visitations, you are not going to miss out on your own. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. This calls for focus, people of God. You need focus. Elijah told Elisha, if you can stay focused enough, to see that very point in time when I'm taking up from you, then you shall have your desire. If you can refuse to be distracted, if you can distract all your distractions, and you can just fix your gaze on me long enough, then whatever you have desired will be yours. Many of us have missed out on our visitations because we couldn't wait long enough. At the time you just turned away, it came. It happens in church all the time. The time you just looked away from the altar, your visitation came. Your word came. Because at that point in time, you missed it. At the time you just turned to do something, you just stepped out to answer a call, visitation came. At the time you looked and said, ah, I go to church every time. If I don't go this one time, God will understand. Aye. That day he visited. Aye. And it was your matter that he came Aye. for. And you were not present. Aye. It's a big tragedy. But that tragedy will not be for you. Yes. Just like many are, are, are at home now, many have done, take, decided to just spend a long holiday somewhere. They could have stayed back but they chose to enjoy life rather than to meet with God. 
May the mercy of God reach mercy them. Because the visitation of somebody will be here. Yes. And I don't know. I pray that you are here today. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. He said you will not see wind. You will not see rain. Yet the ditches will be filled with water. He said he will come like a thief in the night. He doesn't make sound. He doesn't make noise. Elijah was looking for God. And then, you know, he heard the thunder and everything. He said, ah, this must be, God must be here. He said, but God was not in that. All the noisy and rowdy things that happened. He said, God was not in there. After all the noise, he said, a still small voice. May you not miss out on that still small voice today. You have left home to come to church today. Please leave home. You've given up something to be here this morning. Please be here. Praise the Lord. And you will not miss out. In the mighty name of Jesus. 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 Speaking tongues for just one minute. Come on now. Gather yourself into this service this morning. Call your minds to order this morning. Call your thoughts to order this morning. Bring your thoughts and make them subject to Christ this morning. Refuse that anything will draw your thoughts away from this service this morning. Take every thought captive this morning. Hasin terabosiato shadabaha. Mirata bayata rikabaya. I call my mind to order. In the name of Jesus, I command my thoughts to be fixed on Christ. In the name of Jesus, I distract every distraction and I choose to stay focused. In the name of Jesus. Paladosi, ten seconds more. Yatunda namakua. Yanude kene boha. Ekele me de dabo dondo dabo ha. Yakuna daba deko na daba ha. Ere de dabo dabo satani ando dabo. Yatona baba baba. Besekele boho. Thank you Jesus. 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 Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise Please the give Lord. the Lord a big hand clap of praise Hallelujah. as you gloriously take your seat. Hallelujah. And as you are sitting there, I want to appreciate the bishop of the house, our Father in the Lord, for this opportunity this morning to bring us a word. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Mm, glory to God. Ah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Jesus is Lord. Thank you very much, Bishop. God bless you. Amen. Amen. Today, you will make host the majestic presence of God. When he comes, he comes with his presence. He doesn't come alone. He said, and the Lord 
is in his temple. It's at his throne. He is the temple. The thing for you to understand, the small thing that can help you to understand what shame is, is the picture of a bride. <laughs> One of the Indian actresses that got married to an American, uh, she's called uh, Priyanka Chopra. I understand that she got married and her, her veil, you know, her veil, whatever, the tail behind her was 75, uh, you know, feet. 75 feet behind her. So as she was going, the tail. <laughs> Lady Dizon, I think, was more than that. Princess Diana's, you know. So one way to understand, to have an, an idea of when, say, the train of God fills the temple is to have that picture of a bride. That you see the bride, one smallish thing in front. You, you know, when they marry, usually they are very, very slim. You needed to have seen me when I married. <laughs> you needed to have seen me. This man has spoiled my shape. <laughs> Praise the Lord. You need to have seen me. Oh. <laughs> if I show you the picture, you will laugh. Praise the Lord. You know, fine baby. <laughs> oh, yes, I'm even finer now. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. And, you know, the train. So you see one tiny bride in front. Then you see one long thing following her, and they have to go. These days, even the gown, they use this ball, ball gown design, you know, put all the things, the mesh and the rings inside. So when she's working, in order to step on it, they have to even pull the thing forward again. Praise the Lord. <laughs> they had time here, I didn't have time. <laughs> My wedding dress was a straight dress, and then the whatever attachment was removable. As soon as we finished from the church and started taking, I just removed the attachment and gave it to an hour. <laughs> Glory to God. Amen. Hallelujah. What month are we in? What month are we in? December what year? And what is this month for? What is our expectation? Hey, say it with me. You are looking as if you are not seeing you. It's Hallelujah. What is your expectation this month? Eh? Are you expecting the unusual visitations? I heard some of you saying unusual visitation, unusual visitation. The bishop said unusual visitations. In communication, every letter matters. He didn't say only. That's how they said, told uh, Peter, let down the nets. And then he cast down a net. He said, cast your nets with S. He decided to remove the S. Praise the Lord. They told another one, shoot your arrow. He shot three times and he stopped. They said, why did you stop? Praise the Lord. So it's unusual visitations. Repete a premoa. Encore. Encore infoa. Bravo, 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 bravo. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. And this morning, we want to look at how we con can condition ourselves for these unusual visitations. Praise the Lord. You see, that God desires to visit with his people is not in doubt at all. He made it known right from the garden. The Bible told us that in the cool of the day, God will come to Adam in the garden. 
And just a few days, uh, I think a few weeks ago or so, the bishop made reference to something that Bishop Archbishop Dahosa said. He said uh, Adam didn't need to pray because the person he was going to pray to was coming to him in the evening anyway. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. So God's desire has always been to have time with his people, to dwell, tabernacle with his people. And no wonder when he, he was coming again to us and bringing salvation to us, he said, I'm coming as Emmanuel. God with us. And as the bishop said, a lot of us have remained at Emmanuel. We've not gone beyond the Emmanuel. When God comes to dwell with you, what are the things that should follow? You don't just get lost in the euphoria that God is with me, God is with me. He didn't just come like that. He's not there for nothing. You must take advantage of his presence. Praise the Lord. And that's where so many of us fail. We don't know how to take advantage of divine presence. We just enjoy the euphoria. Oh, and now you're sorry. No, oh, now sorry. The part. Hey, prophecy, prophecy. Now you must be able to discern why God has come for yourself. You must be able to understand that he's here for me and then I must position myself aright to take advantage of his presence. You must learn to discern his presence. Jacob said, and God was in this place and I did not even know. He could not discern the presence of God until God had mercy on him and had to reveal it to him in a dream. He saw angels going up and down, going up and down, going up and down. I said, hey, so this is the house of God and this place is the gate of heaven and I didn't even know it. Surely God is in this place. This is a dreadful place. I'm able to tell you people of God that this place, Dominion Chapel International, is a dreadful place. Not because your bishop is, you know, huge in size. Not because he is strong. And he is, I tell you the truth. Uh -huh. If you want a, a, a taste of it, go and try faith. Faith so Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Just a taste before you come for the real thing. Uh-huh. Amen. He couldn't discern. He couldn't discern it. God had to show him, had mercy and had to show him in a dream. I said, it's a dreadful place. This place is a dreadful place, not because of the size of your bishop, not because of the eloquence of your resident pastor, not because of anything that any of us can offer. This place is a dreadful place because of the majestic manifest presence of God. Hallelujah. And that is why I make bold to let you know that your day, your life, your, your years, your affairs can never remain the same. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Glory to Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Glory to God.
So when we're talking about conditioning for unusual visitations, what does it mean? What are we referring to? You know, in our home we have, you know, an air conditioner in the hall and one in our bedroom. Now, if you follow the bishop, may God help you with AC. If you don't have its capacity for AC absorption, may the Lord help you. Amen? Hallelujah. Amen, oh. So usually I will tell him, I will say, the air, it's called the air conditioner. It's called air conditioner. That is, when the room is too warm, it makes it cool a little. And then it has temperature range so that when it becomes too cold, you can make it a little cool. So it conditions the atmosphere in the room to make it suitable and comfortable for you. Praise the Lord. So you have the temperatures ranging from 16 to 30, and in some cases 32. And so the lower the temperature, the colder the room. The higher the temperature, the warmer the room. You are conditioning the room for your comfort. Praise the Lord. So conditioning means to tune, set, to put in appropriate order, to create the right atmosphere for something to happen. Hallelujah. To position yourself well. You say, who sees a home? Now would the one edge na ye said a be a young coupon ba or be baby home or be baby too she be in Shirabia because would na ye I would train Praise the Lord So me catch on some this can't be a brewa now me catch on say she me a cramon now because I'm mall and say oh mall be a mall and I'll call a chimota mall in this regard, mall be in your mall. Missis Shiami a cramol, man can say a chimotal mall. Ning na e letter A and a decay. Nansu and yard the crop. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. When you read far from the maddening crowd. Far from the maddening crowd by Thomas Hardy, one of the things that caused the tragedy, and that people have been trying to wear that never ended up, they ended up never marrying. Tragedy, 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 tragedy. When they said they were marrying at meeting at All Saints Church, then uh, the other one had All Saints or something like that. So, bride went to some place, different place, groom went to a different place. <laughs> Hallelujah. What a tragedy. I learned to read, oh. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. So, when we're talking about conditioning, that's what we're talking about. And so, this morning, I want to talk about a very crucial atmosphere we must create if unusual visitations must be our experience. I'm talking about the love atmosphere for unusual visitations. The love atmosphere. Amen. Just last Thursday, the bishop was telling us, he said, uh, one way, but inside it, many ways of death. So that's how it is. This love atmosphere is very pregnant. The love atmosphere. God always wants to visit. God always wants to visit. God has everything that you need. He's self-sufficient. He's not going to borrow from anywhere else. But you must position yourself aright. 
create the right atmosphere conducive for his visitation. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. And so when, 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 when we practice love, what we are doing is we are practicing God because God is love. We must leave the realm of talking about love to actually living it. That is why I can't understand why one will call himself a Christian and then you will say there are certain people you cannot associate with, certain people you cannot forgive, certain people you cannot do this because then your love is still questionable. Your love gauge is very, very low. We are born of love. We are products of his love. We are sustained by his love. To live without love is like taking fish out of water. And I'm still expecting it to live. You want to see the glory of any animal? Is see it in its own habitat. When you see the fish in water, you will behold the glory and you'll be amazed. When you see the lion in the jungle, not in a cage, you will behold its glory and be amazed. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. The love factor is very, very important. We cannot do without it. And we cannot, you know, go around it. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. 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 The Bible tells us that Solomon loved the Lord and he did what he sacrificed. He gave unto God. If you are practicing love, it will be made manifest. In, you know, you will see it. There is the manifestations of love. What I call the, the manifestations of love. And one dimension of it I want to highlight this morning is hospitality. Hospitality. Praise the Lord. Hospitality. There are some of you, nobody can come to your home. When somebody, as soon as somebody says he's visiting, whether it's family member or friend, you are already calculating how much it will cost you to entertain the person. Times are hard now. Times are hard. Everybody, phone Let's talk on phone. Let's talk on phone. Really? Phone has replaced, you know, fellowship. We talk on phone. Even couples talk on phone. You don't know what you are missing. Hospitality. Hebrews tells us in the Bible, he said, he said, some, you know, have practiced the hospitality and they entertained angels unawares. Talking about Abraham and Sarah in Genesis chapter 18. The three angels, as they were called in, in Genesis, they were not coming to Abraham. They were on their way to Sodom. But Abraham was able through hospitality to attract the visitation of God. And that single act that, you know, single act that he used to attract, attract God's presence to himself, to bring about the visitation of God, changed his life forever. He took care of something that would have otherwise been, been very impossible. A long-awaited desire. By the time they enjoyed the hospitality of Abraham, then the Bible said the angel of the Lord's presence spoke and said, where is Sarah, your wife? He said, oh, she's in the tent. He said, by this time of life, I shall return to you. 
and Sarah, your wife. You see, in this time, God did not allow any ambiguities. He didn't say your wife, so that you go and think maybe, uh, or concubine. He, said, uh, he didn't say you have a son. He said, Sarah, your wife, will conceive and give you a son in your old age. Sarah, your wife. That's why I can't understand why Sarah thinks that her name was not mentioned and then she was going to give the assignment to another person. He said, Sarah, your wife. He didn't say, Haggai, your concubine. Praise the Lord. You know, there are people here that even when you talk, there are people like that, you know, when you talk to them right now, they should go and repeat what you said right now. They have, they have distorted the thing. Praise the Lord. True hospitality. True hospitality. Another case study. The woman of Shunem. The Shunammite woman. In 2 Kings chapter 4. Her story spans from 2 Kings chapter 4 right to 2 Kings chapter 8. Hospitality. Which is an offspring of love. She told her husband, I perceive that this is a man of God. Let us create some comfortable habitation for the man. Let's build him an upper chamber that when he comes, he will turn in and spend the night and rest and be refreshed. They put a bed there. They put a table there. They put lamp. They put everything that will make him comfortable. They know that the man of God will, will study. They know that the man of God will rest. They know that the man of God will, you know, have time to pray. They created an atmosphere for him that will enhance who he is. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. And look at it. Offshoot of that. Now, after a process of time, you know, Elisha had been coming and going himself and his servant Gehazi. Coming and going. So one day, Elisha said, call me the Shunammite woman. Praise the Lord. And they called the Shunammite woman. And he said, you have shown us this great reverence. <laughs> you have received us with such great love and hospitality. What do you want us to do for you? Should I speak to the king on your behalf? Because as a prophet of God, I have access to the places of authority. <laughs> Somebody didn't understand that statement I made. You don't know that you have access to places of authority because you are a child of God. There's no place you want to enter that you shouldn't be able to enter. Glory. Amen. Amen. And the woman said, no, I live among my people. I live in my chrome. I live in my chrome. And then the man of God insisted. Why? Because you cannot house God and go empty. You cannot do what? You can't house God and go empty. And so the, the, he insisted. And then Gehazi said, She has no son. Now listen to this. I'll run through it very fast because of time. Now, you know, so. By reason of that hospitality, she attracted an unusual visitation. She had closed the chapter of childbirth, but God opened it again for her because there are no closed cases with God. 
It is not over until it is over. And God will not say it is over until you win. That's one of Matthew Hashimolo's, you know, favorite sayings. Praise the Lord. Amen. And so this woman gives birth. He tells her, at that time of life, you shall embrace a son. He said, please don't deceive me, man of God. Me, I am okay. Of course, I've accepted the fact that I won't have children. He said, no, you will. And the Bible said she did conceive and give birth to a son. And you know, the devil always wants to come and mess up what the, thing, the things God is doing because he always wants to mess up your relationship with God. But when you see things like that, that's the time when you should even stand better and stand stronger and firmer. And so the devil came to mess up with, the, with what the Lord had done. And the child in the process of time died. And this woman ran to the prophet. Didn't even tell her husband what it was. Ran to the prophet. She took the child and went and laid him on the bed of the prophet. And ran to the prophet and said, did I not tell you not to deceive me? See what has happened, see what has happened. Cutting long story short, the prophet goes, ministers to the child and brings the child back to life. Now, the benefit of her hospitality didn't end there. Number one, she received a blessing that she had even considered impossible. Number two, when famine was to come into the land, the man of God in Genesis, in, 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 in 2 Kings chapter, chapter 8, verse 1, warns her, tells her, go away from this land. For famine, or he had already prophesied this famine in chapter 7. So chapter 8, he said, move away from this land to another place you go because there's coming a soft famine upon the land. And the woman listened this time. She has seen enough proof not to question. So she moved. The woman moved and then she returned years later after about seven years, came back. And it was as if she did never left. Appeared at the king's palace at the moment that Gehazi was talking about her to the king. And the king, you know, confirmed what the Gehazi had told her from her. He said, this is what I've heard about you. Is it true? I need to corroborate the story. He said, yes, my lord, it is true. He said, okay. Your land, everything that belonged to you is restored back to you. The proceeds that we made from the land, everything. Bah! <laughs> what a jarashous God. <laughs> he blesses you and gives you jara. This whole song, he said, Oh, God's Ramagosi, Otinye Mujara. He has blessed me. When blessing, he has blessed me and he has given me Jara. Hallelujah. The visitation of God this month will bring you overflowing blessings in the name of Jesus. So, hospitality is one very key manifestation of love. Hallelujah. Number two, key manifestation of love is giving. And we see it reflected in all of these stories. When you come to the New Testament, you see the story of Lazarus in John chapter 11. Lazarus and his two sisters were used to receiving Jesus in their home. And attending to his knees. And cooking for him to eat. They were used to having him in their home. And so when Lazarus died, and they sent a message to him. Four days after after, after his death. Four days. If we are to give uh, Dr. Alice time, the microphone, to explain to us that when a person dies on the fourth day, what would be the state of the person? He'll tell us. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. But Lazarus was raised back to life. 
Hallelujah. Because they manifested love in their giving, in their hospitality. Glory to God. People of God, this is not the time to withhold what you have. This is the time for you to share. This is the time for you to share, to communicate good things to the people around you. Don't do me, myself, and I, you will die. Nigeria said, if you eat alone, you die alone. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Giving, sacrifice. That was what Solomon did. And Solomon loved the Lord. And that same night, he said he sacrificed a thousand burnt offerings unto the Lord. What size of altar could, can contain a thousand burnt offerings? Solomon did it. And sure, God did not miss that opportunity. They said that same night, the Lord visited. Ask what I will give to you. And Solomon said, give me wisdom to rule over this, your great people. For they are indeed very great. <laughs> give me wisdom. And God said, because you have not asked for any personal gain for yourself, you've not asked for riches, you've not asked for money, you've not asked for houses, and you've not asked even for the neck of your enemies, but you've asked for wisdom. As I've given you the wisdom. There will not be any, you know, like you. Until Jesus came, there was none. But today we are greater than Solomon. Because wisdom resides inside of us. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. <laughs> I was listening to uh, Sweet Melodies yesterday and the anchor was talking about uh, uh, Job and how the devil also was the son of God. They had to go appear in the gathering of the sons of God and he said, oh, he still does. I said, ah, how can he still does? For what? He has no more access. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Glory to Jesus. Hallelujah. Glory to Jesus. Hallelujah. And so God gave Solomon wisdom uncommon wisdom, unusual wisdom, and gave him every other. He said, even the one you didn't ask, I'm adding all of it to you. Say unusual visitations. Say unusual visitations. <laughs> Jesus had ministered to over 5,000 people. In another instance, over 7,000 people. And they were hungry. And there was seemingly nothing to give them to eat. <laughs> but the God of unusual visitations <laughs> visited and they had more than enough to eat such that they even got that even extra. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. 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 Praise the Lord. So quickly, if, 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 if you are manifesting love and you, you, know, you, you, you see that they, they, you allow that offshoot, that offspring of love to be made manifest, the offspring of hospitality, the offspring of sacrifice and giving, not withholding from your neighbor that which you, you should share. But sharing and ready to communicate good things at all times. If you are doing that, then there are certain things that that lifestyle will automatically provoke. You cannot be in love and not enjoy fellowship. I love my husband, my husband loves me. And so we enjoy spending time together. And at this point now, when one is away from the other, it's, as, it's like, as some blatant twins to be. It's difficult to stay away from the company of man. The best times are the greatest times. See, this thing I'm talking about is not about sex. So. It's about fellowship. Sometimes you're not even talking. 
But you are just comfortable. One of the most painful things for me to do is to stay away from my husband. Love will definitely draw, demand fellowship from you. If you are actually loving the Lord, then you would spend time with him because anyone you love, you want to spend time with. Glory to Jesus. Glory to Jesus. I crave the indulgence of the bishop to just give me five more minutes to round up. My time is up. Thank you, sir. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. So love will naturally provoke fellowship. And the one you are in love with, you do not want to offend. Praise the Lord. You do not want to offend. So at, more, at, you know, at all times, you want to be in his good books. You want to be in right standing with him. So if you are genuinely working in the love of God, then you will pursue purity. Are you seeing the link? Because you will not want anything that will take you away from that love, you know, embrace of the Father. You guard it jealously. Hallelujah. And here's another thing that love will automatically pro provoke. If you are working in a love relationship with God, then it will provoke adoration. They won't need to apply. God will not need to apply right application letter to you. My child, come and worship me. Oh, come and worship me. In the house, I tell our grandchildren sometimes, I say, this thing, you see that this thing is here. You have to go. Should we write application letter to you? Say, please come. This thing is here. So come and take it from me and go and put it there. God will not need to ask you, write any application letter. Say, my tongue, my tongue, please give me more adoration and more worship. Because when you are in love with somebody, what do you do? You pour out adorations. You lavish affection in words of adoration. Oh, I love you. You are beautiful. I just love your smile. Anytime I see it, it just makes my day. <laughs> I like my husband's touch. Oh, yeah. You know? His, 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 his touch gives me comfort, gives me peace. And so even when there is pain anywhere, as soon as he touches me, the pain just disappears. Who art thou, O pain? Who art thou, O pain, before the touch of my husband? <laughs> Glory to God. Amen. So anytime, whether 10 million of you are standing there, when he reaches out and just touches you. I'm walking on the clouds. <laughs> walking on the clouds. Praise the Lord. So love will automatically provoke adoration. If your love is not faint, if your love is genuine, you will seek fellowship. You will desire purity. And you will automatically release adoration. Glory to Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I hope you have been blessed this morning. Hallelujah. And so finally, I want to share with you three things you must avoid. Three things you must avoid. Three things you must avoid. We are creating the right atmosphere for unusual visitations. And we are going the love way. And so, three things you must avoid. 
Glory to Jesus. Number one, avoid clutter of any kind. Clutter. Clutter. Say, baby, you chok, 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 chok. Eh? Who read them now? Wage in a wage in a wage in a Many of us, we are too cluttered. Cluttered in your mind, cluttered in your heart, cluttered in your environment. You are physically cluttered, you are mentally cluttered, emotionally cluttered, spiritually cluttered. How do you want to contain the visitation of God? Pastor David, please can leave with all due respect. Come, come with your diary and everything. Hold all the things you have to hold. Let your hands be occupied, please. Carry as many things as if you can carry your wife. Carry. Praise the Lord. Okay. Pastor David, for the love with which I so dearly love you, please, it's a lie. Don't release any hand. Hold the things. And hold the things. Hallelujah. Please receive this water from my hands. Oh, receive. Oh, receive. Oh, receive. Take it. It is yours. Take it. Take it. Take it. Was he able to take it? Clutter. All the unforgiveness in your heart. Clutter. Anxiety in your mind. Clutter. How shall it be? How can it be? How will it be? How will it happen? Who will do? Who will help? Who will go? Who will come? Clutter. Clutter. Praise the Lord. You need to clear the chamber. Hallelujah. Clear the chamber and prepare for visitation. <laughs> he told the people of Israel, he says, sanctify yourself today, tomorrow, and the third day I will arrive. Remove all the clutter. There are people you have kept in prison in your heart, they must go today. Otherwise, unusual visitation, you only hear about it. You won't partake some. All those anxieties, anxieties, if you could have done it by yourself, you would have done it already. If one could, you know, could achieve anything for you, then you would have been the most fulfilled person on earth. You have worried all these years. And so let's go and let God. Tell the person sitting next to you, let go and let God. Let go and let God. Number two thing you must avoid, sin of any shade. Remember I said if you are walking in love, you automatically desire purity. You pursue after it. Amen. It says pursue after purity. Stick where it says without which no one can see God. So sin of any shade, whether you call it potassium, just like the bishop told that lady, if your boyfriend is half humble, praise the Lord. Please, you are not a colossus. So don't put your, your, your legs across, you know, two, two worlds. If you want to be God, be God. If you think the world is not okay for you, you are not satisfied, please be there fully to get full benefit. When the devil finish buffeting and slapping you, come back. If the, if there's still opportunity for you to come. Avoid sin of any shade. And finally, I present this point in this way. I remember those days 
in the editorial office at, uh, Melody, please come for this, thank you. The editorial office at Canaan Land. You have not had any respite. You just went home maybe around, you came to the office by 7.30, you are already in the office. Because that means you have you started the day's work. You come earlier than that, have the staff devotion and everything. And then you go home between 5 and 6, sometimes 7. Only for you to come back again to the office. Till that one is still that kingdom come as a spirit lead. So most times we stay in the office in the AMs. And then Bishop Medepo strolls in around 1.32 a.m. Then he will always stop over at that place. Then he opens the door like this. And he says, ah, ah, as if they are working. They are not doing anything. They are not doing anything. And we'll be like, ah, Papa Ipa. <laughs> Praise the Lord. What must you avoid? Busyness. 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 You always have something to do. Something is always engaging you. That you don't even know the things that can wait. I, I must attend to this one now. Hey, hey. Then they call you. Ha! I must attend to this one now. Hey, hey. Ah! This one too must be done now. Hey, hey. If it's not done now, Hazakas. Who told you? I discovered that so many things can wait. So many things can wait. <laughs> Matter could have waited. Waiting on the Lord to receive that which was needful. She could have waited, <laughs> waiting on the Lord to receive that which was needful. But she thought it could not wait. What if you finish listening to him and then you now go and bring even snack, even if it's water? You entertain the man every day. But she didn't profit much from his visit. Her proximity to Jesus did not benefit her much. Why? Busyness. Busy, much ado about nothing. I have to do this. This one needs my attention. Some of you, you are in your business, you can't even delegate. Delegation is hard for you. You have to give personal touch to everything. You have to give personal attention to everything. You will die and the world will continue. That your place of work that you have carried the thing on your head. I'm not saying you don't do your work well, though. But you have carried the work of 10 people on your head. When you die, <laughs> gone to, oh, what a wonder. Oh, we've lost. Oh, hey, ha. As soon as, in fact, the moment you die, they are already looking for a replacement. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Relax. Be focused. Watch. Keep your gaze on him. Love lavishly. And you will not miss out on the visitations of God. Can you rise on your feet with me this morning? <laughs> Forgive me for taking much of your time. Hallelujah. Rise on your feet. And I need you to begin to talk to God this morning. What is it that you have heard this morning that you need desperately help about? What is it that you need help in? What is that thing that is lacking and missing that you need to bring into your life? You need to introduce. Just talk to God as it relates to you.
concerning what you have heard this morning. 